going to go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're going to be we're going to win in six. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. My name is KJ Ikesid. I'll be your host. And the Milwaukee Bucks have gone up 2-1 to one in the Eastern Conference Finals on a 113-102 victory over the Atlanta Hawks on the road. Chris Middleton and Giannis, Batman and Robin, they, they took over. They got the game victory, you know, especially Chris Middleton. I uh, really can't say enough about his effort last night. So I'm joined by my co-host, Alex Eichstead. Alex, how's it going? Barks fans, it's going good. Up 2-1, went into Atlanta and got the first one. So feeling really good about the Bucks' chances to win four straight and be Bucks in five. So I, I said it as the prediction before the series, and I'm staying with it. I think the Bucks have a really good chance to win the next two as well. But we're going to dive into... Uh, today's game and much more so thanks for having me i'm excited yeah charles barkley said that this series was a wrap we'll see you know we'll see uh we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit more about that uh we'll talk about chris middleton the, the whole batman and robin dynamic of the bucks is there even one or, or how does that work uh the trey young ankle the Bucks supporting cast you know and, and and we'll have some other stuff in there as well so without further ado let's get into it So the Bucks did not start this game very well. They did not start game three very well. They were down big time in the opening minutes, and Bucks fans are not happy. Bucks fans' tensions are high. Uh, you, you felt really good after taking game two, but game three was going to tell you a lot because the Atlanta Hawks are back in their own building, and the Bucks are down big in the beginning. Uh, Alex, what did you think right away? Did you think the Bucks are going to lose the game, or did you honestly – foresee them coming and controlling the game like they did well after John Collins hit that three-pointer and put Atlanta up 15 to 2 that, that was anger was setting in you know just disappointment was setting in but the Bucks responded really well and they closed the gap in just a matter of minutes to just four points and it was when Bobby Portis came in and provided an instant boost in offense so Chris Middleton had a tremendous game. Giannis had a tremendous game. We'll talk to, about them in a little bit. But the supporting cast, Bobby Porter's coming in, scoring 15 points, having four rebounds in 17 minutes. That's instant offense. And he, he kind of provided that. And that kind of got the Bucks right back into the game. The Bucks ended up winning the second quarter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and at that point, um, when it was close, the big two took over, Cage. You want to tell them about how Giannis and Chris did? Well, yeah, I mean, Chris Middleton completely took over the game down the stretch. 20 points in the fourth quarter. He was pulling off moves that really were just tough shots that he was draining Looked without like any Kevin fear. Durant. Yeah. yeah, Chris Middleton is a, an absolute scorer. Um, he's, he's just a joy to watch. Uh, but really, you know, we talk about this a lot. This particular series, the Bucks have such a talent advantage. In, ter- yeah. in total, like the, the Hawks have Trey Young and the Bucks have a big three. And guess what? Drew Holiday did not play well. He had six points, Bucks fans. Imagine if Drew Holiday puts up 16 points. The Bucks could do pretty well. 
You know, and, and imagine if he puts up 25. And it's like the Bucks have a big two, and then Bobby Portis showed out last night. It's kind of like the story of last night's game. Well, Trey Young kind of did his thing, but, but really the Hawks just couldn't match the sheer firepower. Like Daniel Gallinari had a great game. John Collins had an okay game, but really they just couldn't match the firepower of the Bucks. And that's kind of why I think we're going to win this series. Like, I don't know how many games it'll be. I initially predicted Bucks and six, but uh, it might be Bucks and five, like Barkley said. We'll see. You know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but really, we've been big fans of Chris Middleton for many, many years now, and it's just so cool to see him go off in the fourth quarter like that. Here's another eye-popping stat. So yeah, Connington played 32 minutes. He was a plus 25, grabbed eight boards, had five points, and he made some filthy passes. That one pass is insane. Pat grabs it, he's like under the basket, and jumps and chucks it around the guy to P.J. Tucker. He gets Tucker. destroyed. He yeah. gets destroyed in the process. <laughs> Mid-air, he gets like tackled. P.J. Tucker catches it, pump fakes, Kicks it to Middleton, but then Middleton just drains it. Kind of just, just powerful basketball, confident basketball from the Bucks yesterday. And they look like a team that can win a championship. They do. They do. They just look like they have way too much talent for the Atlanta Hawks. It's looking like we'll get by in this series. I mean, Trey Young at one point last night's game, he uh, went to run back on defense and he stepped backwards into the referee's leg and, and apparently this like hurt his ankle. And the Bucks really took over the game when Trey Young left. Uh, he came back, but he wasn't the same. And uh, obviously the Monkey Bucks went on to win, but now his ankle's kind of being made into this big story. And really, it's like every team's had to deal with some injuries. Like, think about the Bucks. You just, one day you just get hit with the news, Dante's out for the entire playoffs. It's like, wow, that's kind of inconvenient. You know, Trey Young, yeah. the official didn't really do anything. No. There. He just kind of, like, backed up into his ankle. Uh Fluke. So it is what it is. You know, it's like then then you're asking John Collins also to become the focal point. You're asking Danilo Gallinari to also Kevin become Herter. the focal point. That's where the Bucks just take this team and feast on them. And Nate McMillan's a good coach. You gotta credit Nate McMillan, but like Giannis and Chris last night putting up a combined uh seventy-one points, twenty-two rebounds. And 11 assists. That is crazy. Oh, Chris in the first quarter was making beautiful passes. That was kind of what really popped out early in the game was Chris getting a lot of assists. He gets a lot of assists. We, we joke that he turns it over as well. Chris will have his turnovers. But he is facilitating offense. He is finding his own offense. 15 of 26. 6 of 12 from 3. 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Just pure shooter. And get this, Bucks fans, like for everyone who says Giannis is like shying away in the playoffs, if you look at the playoff leading scores of all the players still around, with the exception of Kawhi Leonard, who's kind of been sitting, really Trey Young leads everybody in scoring with 30 points a game, but Giannis is second at 29 points a game. And then you have Devin Booker at 27 points a game, but Chris Middleton right below him is 23 points a game and right below Paul George as well. So it's like the Bucks between Giannis and Chris average collectively 52 points a game. Yeah. And and that's 26 per, you know, two stars of Drew or someone. Like last night, Bobby Portis was a difference maker. He was a star player who broke out, became an X-Factor, and obviously the Bucks won because of him. But that's just kind of interesting seeing uh, – 
We read that stat off about Giannis and how many double doubles he's had this playoffs. He's had thirteen double doubles in fourteen games. He leads the NBA playoffs in rebounds ahead of Rudy Gobert, ahead of Clint Capella. Like this guy is just balling. Even on a night where uh, Chris Middleton, you know, steals all the headlines, Giannis had thirty-three points, eleven rebounds, thirteen of twenty-one from the field, one of two from three. Yeah, what's it's interesting? What's interesting is that Drew Holiday is actually fourth of the remaining players in the playoffs in terms of assists. He averages eight uh, assists per game. He's not scoring a ton. He averages sixteen points a game, but like. That's almost like regular season Bledsoe numbers, you know? And then if yeah. you translate that to the playoffs and you have, like, a decent third option in Drew Holiday, who really took over game two, one to one game two without can him. Give you a, he's going to come back to the, the median, and he's going to give us a better game uh, for performance. He also and, gives great defense. Like, Drew's out there playing good defense, just like P.J. Tucker. We, we talked about this, Cage. I mean, this team is finally built with not only a big three. There's... There's two big threes in the NBA, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And Milwaukee yeah. So those two teams, they have three talented players. But the supporting cast of the Bucs is finally, like, filling out and playing well in the playoffs. Like, Bobby Porter's coming off and scoring 15. That's almost very reminiscent of Sean Livingston for the Warriors. Those really good teams have these great bench role players. I mean, if you look at Bobby Portis, Pat Connington, and Bryn Forbes... All three different players, all three players can hit the three. You know, they're just great supporting cast members. Yeah. All three players have won the Bucks a playoff game. Yeah. Honestly. Eight, eight, eight man rotation for, for Milwaukee. If you had Dante, it'd be nine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Thanasis in there, that's ten. Jeff T, you know, Jerry's still out on him, but probably won't be seeing as much of him. No. P.J. Tucker, eight rebounds. Brooke Lopez, pretty slow out there. He's a minus 17. Don't really know how you can... Bad start. He got subbed out, and the game kind of changed. And then that we talked about it in the last pod, where that's where the Bucs can go small. And so credit to Coach Bud for ma- pulling the trigger and riding with Portis there, because when the Bucs can go small, maybe it unleashed the offense. And that's exactly what happened. Bobby Porter's comes in, scores a lot of quick buckets, and he—I mean, he—he he was a plus seventeen, so he negated Brooke Lopez out there, mm. and that's just—that's exactly what you need from the bench. Um, so, but I, I really think Brooke—he uh, was four or six from the field, solid there. He does add an X factor for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Is he the best remaining center? That's what I want to ask you. I don't think so. I think Clint Capella is really good. I think Aiden, you know, I'm not going to say he's better than Brooke. I'm not going to say Capella is better than Brooke, but I think those guys are very talented. Uh, good question. You know, it's going to be interesting because next round, you don't want to get ahead of yourself with okay, Sandra so Aiden, Brooke so Lopez, good matchup. Well, yeah, no, so then you, you think about who, who else do they those teams have? Who would guard Giannis? And it's like Giannis is much bigger than their second option. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about this before that Miami was maybe the best defensive matchup for the Bucks. Like Gage, what do you what do you think about how these teams can even defend the Bucks, Atlanta or possibly the Clippers and the and the Suns? Well, Giannis is like mastering the acrobatic sense around the rim. You know, he's kind of like figuring out exactly when to shoot. 
He's figuring out exactly when to dance. He's figuring out exactly when to lay it in. He's figuring out exactly when to dunk. Using hesitations. Like, for the most part, Giannis has been playing really well around the rim. And I think it's because he knows he doesn't have to deal with, like, a... You're like a Blake Griffin coming in super hard or just like someone like he had to deal with in the Nets series, even like a Bam in the first series. And he's kind of just feasting on these guys. You know, yeah. John Collins, he's not afraid of him. Clint Capella, he's been going after him for years in the James Harden days. Getting the better of him. And uh, honestly, you know, the Bucks can just keep going to work. Giannis is really playing well around the rim. Like his shots are probably really high percentage. And speaking of that, yeah, there's been a little bit of debate about the Giannis and Chris, Batman and Robin. And we've been here for this entire saga, so we know how good Chris is. And we've always been team Chris and, and advocating for Chris. Obviously, an undying love for Giannis Antetokounmpo as well. That goes without saying. Uh, but, but really, from, from my perspective, and I'll ask you in just a sec, Alec, I don't think it's fair to call Chris Robin because he's so much more than that. I, I'm trying to think of like a good comparison though for for Chris and Giannis because Chris is so much more than a Robin. Like Giannis, it's it's no doubt it's Giannis's franchise. Yeah. And uh, Chris is super important, and he does he's much more than a Robin. Like he's he's much more than a Robin. I think Nick Wright put it really well. Shaq and Kobe, and Chris does look like a Kobe. Giannis does look like a Shaq. So I think that's that's something I, I could get behind. What what about you, Chris? I like that. It just made me think of. Uh, I was going through my head. I was like, "What's a good comparison?" And uh, and I was thinking, "Lord of the Rings, maybe." We got Aragon, who's the Giannis. Like the story resolves around the king. Giannis is the king that's coming from overseas to cra- claim his crown. But then you also got these characters like Legolas, like uh, Gimli, like uh, some other really big main characters in that movie and and that's chris middleton chris middleton is just cold blooded he's cold blooded he's a sharpshooter just like legolas and uh a lot of it was reminding me of kevin durant it reminds me of kobe he's kind of like this crossover between a shooting guard and like a uh, kevin durant and there's no question that he's really coming out this playoffs i i can see uh legolas and aragon i think that's the only decent one yeah, you know, I mean, some some Bucks fans. Uh, we'll, we'll read what the, some of them said. Uh, we did ask Bucks fans who they believe is Batman and who who is Giannis and uh, Robin. Yeah, yeah, Robin and. Uh, okay, do you want to read off the percentages on that? Yeah, so, so we asked if is Giannis or Chris the Batman of the Bucks. It's kind of like what we just expressed. Eighty-five percent of Bucks fans think that Giannis is obviously the Batman, meaning it's his team. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. You know, none of this is possible without Chris. None of this is possible without Giannis. But I think this is Giannis's team. Yeah, he's there's got no, the supermax. There's no question. Even you still ride with without uh, without Chris. Yeah. So so Dre Els, aka Horchata Pop, you said neither. Chris is a better closer because he can shoot. Don't believe in the Batman and Robin, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith garbage. That's fair. That's fair. I love it. Um. Giannis, Giannis the GOAT, space, underscore gaming, 69, says, is this even a question? Come on now, it's easily Giannis. I'd agree. Drew Hovestall says, what makes this team great is that there isn't really one right answer to this. Depending on the circumstances, sometimes it's Giannis, sometimes it's Chris, and sometimes it's Drew. 100%. You know, game two, or sorry, yeah, game two, it was Giannis and Drew. Yeah. And then game three, it was Giannis and Chris. 
Giannis is doing it every night. Pawn at job number says, saying Chris is Batman is like if Batman sends Robin to uncover the hideout, defeat all the henchmen, beat Joker to his limit, and then Batman swoops in to get the last few punches and gets all the glory. Chris doesn't explode for 20 in the fourth if Giannis wasn't absolutely dominant in the paint in the first three quarters, forcing the Hawks to finally try and double-team his spin move inside, which opened up the perimeter and mid-range. I mean, that's a great take. That's a great take. Uh, Cody Stevenson says Giannis, but Chris is a certified killer. It's more Batman and Superman. I I'd like say that. so. I've seen a lot of Batman Supermans, and then maybe Patrick, the is like the Patrick Moonfry says Chris is Batman, Giannis is Superman, and Drew is the Martian Manhunter on defense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Prime says on the future, MK says Giannis is Superman. Couple Superman takes. Mm-hmm. Fool's Bud, six more wins, says Giannis is Batman for the first 45 minutes. Chris is a Batman for the last couple minutes to close out the games. I would say that's as accurate as we've They're seen both, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like the Bucks have these two players that arguably... You know, you could argue they're the two best players remaining in the playoffs. You could. You could. You and, could. and I think we, put, we got a lot of hate when we put up that poll or that uh our rankings of the top five players in this series and we put chris middleton number two well in my opinion chris middleton is the number two best player in this series a lot of people might argue trey young but i don't know i don't know bucks fans i don't know i think i think you gotta go with that the bucks you could argue trey young or chris middleton yeah certainly isn't drew but like you can't be sleeping on Chris. Like, everyone always sleeps on Chris these days. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of times you get reactions like, Chris, is this good? Or And uh, it's like, if you've been watching, you know exactly all the cold moves he has in his arsenal, which is always... Chris is cold. He's cold. He's cold. Um, yeah, Cage, let's... Uh, we asked, you know, Bucks fans as well, which team in recent memory reminds you the most of the 2020-2021 Bucks? And uh, before we read off some of the responses, we'll get, should we just read off some of the responses? Yeah. Tragic Death says the 2001 Bucks. So I can see it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people would say that that team had a big three way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Championship Bulls. D-Rose, two bucks. Love it. Satira says the 1994 Houston Rockets. Hmm. Good take from Satiris. Yep. Wintax is the 2009 Rap- or t- t- 2019 Raptors. I wow. agree with that, too. That's a good one. Well, Did I mean, Ka- like Kyle two? Lowry, like, that's what Drew's given us. Drew's given us Kyle Lowry-type performances. Mm-hmm. He could be giving us more. Mm-hmm. And I think Drew's still kind of working his way in. He's like year one here. Whereas uh, even Brooks has been here for three years. Like, yeah. Giannis has been here for eight years. Chris has been here for eight years. Past been here for three years and like Drew's still in year one. He's he's doing his best. Yeah, but he's giving you Kyle Lowry type production. He's coming and fit into the offense well, which has been great to see. Calvin says the seventy three and nine Warriors. The Red Mamba says the twenty nineteen Raptors. Jeremy says the two thousand Lakers, and Connor Bouchard says the oh nine Lakers. KJ, what team do the Bucks remind you of? Hmm. Good question. I would say a combination of Kobe and Shaq and also uh, the, the Raptors, just because no one's given us any respect. 
Yeah. So I would say, like, from a viewpoint standpoint, probably the Raptors, where people are like, oh, you know, Kawhi's up there. And, like, some people are like, oh, you got to respect Giannis, you got to respect Chris. Or, like, some people will say you got to respect someone on the Bucks at this point. But from, like, the talent personnel standpoint, the Lakers make a lot of sense. Shaq and Kobe, Giannis and Chris, Drew on the supporting cast, Pat, Bobby. I like the, the Lakers. And they're all signed. And they're all signed. See, see, Bucks fans, here's the most exciting thing. The Bucks championship window extends multiple seasons in the future because all of these three max players, the Bucks have the one of the two big threes in the NBA on top of the Nets. And you see, like, where a big three takes you. It takes you, like, to the conference finals, sure doubt. You know, kind of all year on the podcast, you've been saying the Bucks are a top four team. We're a consensus top I'm four team. And, and once you get to the final four, which is where we're at, anything can happen. So the cool thing is that the Bucks have locked in their big three, which is something not every team can say. We've locked in our big three for seasons to come. Oh, so yeah. where, whereas the supporting cast may rotate a bit, the Bucks have their window of contention. It's right open. Should be getting stronger for the next couple of years. If they, if they win a ring, they could win several. I think, yeah, I think it reminds me of the early Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. Um, I was going to say Warriors because there's been a lot of great bench contributions. Bucks have a good supporting cast this year. If Dante wasn't injured, I'm sure he'd be making some plays. The Bucks are deep. They're a deep team. Like, Lopez can go off. Bobby Porter's can come in and score. Pack can hit threes uh, and make plays. They're making impact plays, the supporting cast, just like the Warriors did. But it's more of... Like, the Kobe and Shaq dynasty. Like, the Bucks, if they were going to do a dynasty, it's going to be Chris and Giannis because oh, they've yeah. been the ones who have been here from the beginning. Well, this is this is their – this is their – they're the tandem. They're the duo at the end of the well, day. Well, if you think the, about how old Drew Holiday is, he's 31 years old and he's got his new deal, right? Four-year deals. He'll be like 35 when he gets up for his next deal. And at that point, you might – think he's like a Chris Paul type player who's like old like that but still like obviously making a difference Mm -hmm. or so you might want to give him a max you might not but like Chris is gonna for sure get another max I think Giannis will get a second max you know but like you're saying dynasty standpoint Drew might rotate out of here after a couple years you know maybe he will maybe he won't he's certainly gonna be here for many years to come but Chris is 29 he's gonna get another max oh for sure for sure and he's skilled enough to yeah and uh, you just look at you know, how old is uh, Kevin Durant? I think he's 31. He's 32. 32. Yeah. So Chris Middleton's 29. Um, he's going to be balling when he's 32. Easy still like this. Chris Middleton's all skill-based. His game doesn't require freaky athleticism. He's got moves. Exactly. He's got, he's got moves. And uh, I really like the comparison of that. Kobe, Shaq, Dynasty. Because this is dynasty potential if the Bucks take care of business. Exactly. All they have to do is take care of business. And it's kind of like taking it back. To, speaking of uh, Chris, we asked Bucks fans how they were feeling after the game. And a lot of them talked about Chris. Caleb Asmani said, love me some cash money. Reclaiming home court is such a boost. Now they got to keep the pressure on and set themselves up so they can wrap things up at home. FEC says, happy, not going to lie. I was mad at Chris in the first half. Dude, Yeet UK, UK says Chris is literally prime Kobe when he's on and no one can tell me otherwise. Hanson Hilmer says still unfinished business. It's post says game one was Young's version of Iverson versus the Lakers. The only difference is he's 22. But this year is the year of the deer. I would agree with that. 
It is the year of the deer. I like that. I would I take the year of the deer. Krenzim says Chris Milton is inspirational AF. Straight up. <laughs> a clutch is cool. You know, like, when you're a clutch, that just feels amazing. You could see Chris Middleton. He was impressed with his own game there in the fourth quarter. He was, like, going crazy. He was just screaming because he was so on. And uh, confident basketball. The Bucks are playing confident basketball, and so is Chris. Well, well Abel Hevel says, damn, this might actually be our year. And he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Maria Salam's posse says sleepless in Greece. She was up 3.30 in the morning to 6 a.m. Sam Stallone says each playoff game shaves a year off my life. Well, got a couple more until we win this game. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, just another good game. Close. Definitely was not handed either way. But the Bucks took it. Honestly, Chris Milton is really getting some credit finally today. Like, for example, he's outscored, he outscored the entire Hawks team in the fourth. That's big. That's big. Like, Gage, what, what do you think is uh, the Bucks' like, main issue they still need to sort out against this Hawks team? Or, like, mm. maybe if we just jump into bad Bucks, good, good Bucks, bad Bucks. What is your bad Bucks? My bad bucks, I think these starts, the team could do better than to get in these lethargic starts. Yeah. They could definitely play better out the gate. Once they get it going, nothing can stop them, honestly. But they usually have to dig themselves out of a hole, and you wish they wouldn't. What about you? What's your bad bucks? I think my bad bucks, again, is uh, that even though Charles Barkley is saying it's a wrap, I mean, he was saying Bucks and foe after the, the Brooklyn series. Now he's saying it's a wrap after being up 2-1. Is, uh, the Bucks have been inconsistent in the playoffs. And so there's a chance that even after Charles saying it's a wrap, Bucks and five, that the Bucks may drop another game and make this tighter than, than it well, needs to be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I thought it was going to be Bucks and six just because the Bucks have <laughs> been known to just be like that with us. This could either be Bucks and five or it could be Bucks and six. I don't think it's gonna be Bucks and seven. No, I don't think it's gonna be Bucks and seven. Do you, what about you? Bucks and five or Bucks and six? I I think I'll stick with my original prediction of Bucks and five. But I, I do I could I do worry about the inconsistency, um, especially because Drew Holiday thought he was starting to turn it on in the scoring. He goes two for eleven, kind of drops off. Luckily, Chris and Giannis balled out, each going over 33 points. That, that's rare. Mm-hmm. That's rare when you got two guys scoring 33-plus. Um, and so easily game four, the Hawks can be, will think they, they're going to win. They're going to watch tape. Nate McMillan, great inside the locker room speech to his players. Hey, Cage, what do you think about how he's going to adjust in this upcoming game? You know... I just don't think they can do it. I think there's a big talent gap. I just don't think they can do it. I think the Bucks got this one. I think it's Bucks in five or Bucks in six. Yeah, <laughs> there's and, nothing he can do. And it's like, this is crazy to feel because I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But the Milwaukee Bucks just might go to the NBA Finals. They have the talent. They look good. They look good. Chris Middleton, you, we've been saying it for weeks. You feed him the ball in the, in the final minutes. Drew Holiday is a big main ball handler. Giannis is kind of that supporting decoy slasher. 
crashes the boards. Yeah. Crazy chase zone blocks on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bucks fans, we just want to remind you guys again that we are giving away this beautifully framed, signed Giannis picture. This thing is beautiful. It's about a $300 value. We have the certificate of authenticity. It would look great on any wall, whether it's an office, bedroom, living room, man cave, whatever it might be. And uh, we're going to take a video. We're going to put it on Ikebox Twitter. Yep. But make sure you get in on that. We're going to be announcing the winner at the end of the Hawks series, whenever that may be. Just like we announced the winner of the Sign Giannis jersey at the end of the Nets series, we're going to be announcing the winner of this bad boy at the end of the Hawks series. So, so we haven't announced it on the, to the public yet. We're, this is still kind of like a closed-door giveaway. Uh, but we're giving away that beautifully framed, really elegant, uh, really cool picture, actually, of signed Giannis. And... Um, you know, make yeah. sure to send Ike Bucks a DM for details. Yeah, make sure to enter that, Bucks fans. It's a super cool piece. Um, just love it. Yeah, I mean, just, other than that, like, it's you put, you could put that anywhere. Other than that, I just want to say thanks to all the listeners from around the world. Sao Tome and Principe, Antigua and Barbuda, Somalia, Indonesia, the Hashimide. Some of these countries Kingdom just Jordan, Japan, Uganda, Chile, Thailand. Bulgaria, Gambia, Hungary, Kenya, South Korea, Turkey, Morocco, Portugal, Russia, Cyprus, Finland, France, the UAE, where Dubai is, Italy, Serbia, Jordan, Netherlands, Puerto Rico, India, Malaysia, New Zealand, Ghana, Switzerland, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Denmark, Israel, South Africa, Germany, Brazil, Spain, Sweden, Philippines, St. Lucia, Ireland, Mexico, Norway, Greece, Canada, UK, Australia, and the United States of America. Bucks fans worldwide, thank you so much. Uh, if, if you, the number one way you can help this podcast grow is just by telling someone. Telling a friend and uh, saying, hey, if you like the basketball world, if you like basketball, you might, like podcast the, for you. you might like the Ike Bucks podcast. Exactly. Just show them what it looks like. Maybe send them a screenshot. Throw it on your story. Or just tell them. You know, if you're talking to someone, you're texting them, maybe just, like, shoot this over and be like, yo, some decent talking points. Let, let me know what you think. Uh, but that's the number one way you can help us out, Bucks fans. You know, either sharing it on your story, telling someone, throwing up with that five-star <laughs> review. It's all good. Um, but I would say the number one way is just telling a friend. Telling, yeah. telling someone who likes basketball. <laughs> yeah. You, I just want to ask one last question before we wrap things up today. Go for it, man. What do you? What is your good bucks? My good bucks. <laughs> yeah. What is your good bucks? I think the fact the bucks are up two one. We're right where we should be. Yeah. It's like the prophecy says. Yeah. Just as the prophecy says, the bucks are the, in the, the king is a third from overseas. We're going to be the king, Bucks fans. Don't worry. Milwaukee will be the king. You can almost feel the energy. City's popping. Uh, Any final thoughts, Alex? Final thoughts? Yeah. Bucks fans, it was good to see Chris come back and just close out the game. Like, and hopefully the Bucks close out the series. Just as KG was saying, just as Charles, just as we were hoping. And uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to enter into that frame photo contest. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell a Bucks fan about the podcast. That would, that would be huge. We would we'd be super grateful. So thanks again for having me. And until next time, see you, Bucks fans.